I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. everybody to some more Pirates audio content here on DK Sports Radio. I am Noah Hiles. He is Alex Stone. And Alex, it's not Sunday, so this show is not Sunday lineups. We do not have a name for this show yet. Uh, Right now we're calling it a show to be named later, which actually has a nice ring to it, uh, considering the Pirates trade history uh, through the last, you know, what, 30 years, I guess. But we would like to have a clever show name. And if you have a clever show name, tweet it at us, at Noah underscore Hiles 95, at Alex J. Stumpf. If you have a good show name for us, we would appreciate it. But this is going to be a Monday through Friday show. It's going to be a little under half an hour, and it should be coming out around lunchtime every day, Monday through Friday. And sometimes it'll be Alex and myself. Sometimes it'll just be one of us. But we're going to try to bring you that consistent uh, podcast content here now that baseball's back. So, Alex, there's two topics we're going to cover today. Um, One's a storyline, and then the other, we're just going to break down parts of the team as opening day approaches on Friday. And today, we're going to cover the pitching staff, since they're, you know, if you're keeping book in baseball, pitcher is the first position, number one. Let's just start right there. Let's start with the pitching staff. We can do starting rotation, and we can do the bullpen. We'll start with the starters, though. Um, I'll let you dive into it. Give us a give us a look, I guess, at what we can expect from the Pirates starting rotation. Right now, it looks like the rotation is going to be – I mean, we know it's going to be Joe Musgrove opening day, and it's going to be Trevor Williams game two. Uh, Mitch Keller and Derek Collin, even though nothing has been officially announced by Derek Shelton yet, those guys are going to go game three or four almost certainly. And maybe the flip-flop the order, but those guys are both going to be in the rotation. And as for the fifth spot, it really does look like this piggybacking thing is going to be experimented with early on with uh, Stephen Broad and Chad Cool. So that looks like that's going to be the fifth spot in the rotation. Uh, that's something that the expanded rosters is affording them. I don't know if that's something they're going to go with this entire year because someone in this rotation is going to have to miss some starts at that point. So do you break up the two and that's how you use it? Do you maybe bring back someone like JT Brubaker and make him a starter? in the rotation. So there's some questions going forward in terms of depth, but as far as an opening day starting five, it looks pretty set. So when you talk about the piggybacking, is it safe to assume that Brault will always be the first to go out of those two? No, no. uh, Shelton has said that they could mix up the order out of the two. Uh, My personal opinion, I think Brault is a little better to put in first, not just because of the different arm slot, but because he is Mm left-handed. So you have to decide if you're the manager, do you want to punt that first time through the order, potentially, or even maybe the second time, depending on how long Brault stays in the game, uh, have that left-on-left matchup. Because Chad Cool has historically struggled against left-handed hitters. Uh, More breaking stuff could potentially 
you know, cut that down a bit, but it's going to be mixed up as the season progresses. I don't think it's always going to be Steven Broad first, Chad Cole second. There are going to be a lot of factors that they're going to take into consideration, including that Steven Broad has pitched out, pitched out of the bullpen and gotten warm in the bullpen before. That's something Chad Cole has not done. So four of the six names that you just laid out here for the starting rotation, they're familiar guys. Oh, actually five of the six, but one is younger in Mitch Keller, and one is a new addition to the team in Derek Holland. Um, we'll start off with Keller. This is a big year for him. Last year as a rookie, he showed flashes. He had the ability to strike hitters out, but he couldn't really get through that second time in, uh, against the order and he couldn't really get deep into ball games. Um, what are you hope? I mean, aside from the obvious answers, what are some specific things you're hoping to see him improve on this year? I think the slider is the big thing for him. He, he, he was a pitch he didn't throw, you know, at the, during spring training 2019. And by the end of the year, it was looking like one of his better pitches. I know during this year's spring training, he was talking about how, he was, you know, trying to find that feel. He didn't have it immediately. It seems like he does have it in summer camp. Uh, but going through this uh, upcoming year, he doesn't have a whole lot of time, if, he, if it doesn't feel 100% right now, to make it feel 100%. It's not like a regular season where, you know, the first couple starts in April are you, you want to do well, but if you're still tinkering with stuff, getting stuff dialed up for the rest of the year, that's one thing. But that, that's – a luxury you're not afforded whenever you have 12 scheduled starts in a season. That's the big thing for him. How does the breaking stuff develop? How does the high fastballs that he's going to throw more of this year, how does that tunnel and play off of that too? And then Derek Holland, a guy who had a lot of success, it seems like not too long ago, but when you look at the back of his baseball card, it kind of was with the Texas Rangers. He's been bouncing around to a few different places since his time, uh, with the Rangers and now he's in Pittsburgh and this is kind of his last chance in his career is it not? Probably his last chance as a starter I mean left-handers are given you know That's second true. and third chances as relievers and even you know this past offseason he came into it thinking that he might have to just become a reliever. Uh, he and Oscar Marin have focused on some things in his delivery he said he felt that he was too sinker heavy last year the changeup looks a whole lot better which could help against right-handers who just feasted on him last year so there are a bunch of little changes he was a good pitcher in 2018 if the Pirates can get that 2018 Derek Holland back that's a good guy to have in the middle of the rotation when's the last time the Pirates have had two lefties in their starting rotation oh man uh 2016 whenever they had three with uh Nice oh, Liriano yeah. and Jeff Locke yeah, tra traumas erased that. Yeah, I was gonna say traumas erased that from my brain. Um, Alex, do you think we'll see any bullpenning? Uh, we've talked about the piggybacking. We saw bullpenning a little bit last year. Obviously, this is a different coaching staff, so it's hard to predict anything. Um, the Twins, I believe, did some bullpenning last year. Yeah, and, and with the, the DH, with the DH, you're able to do it a lot more. You don't have to worry about the pitcher spot in the order coming up. So do you think we see some bullpenning? And if so, who would you recommend as an opener? You know, Sheldon and Message have both talked, Justin Message, the bullpen coach, have both talked about how the Pirates could be creative with how they use their bullpen this year. And that can include the opener. That can include, you know, going to a high leverage guy in the fifth or sixth inning that, you know, instead of holding on to him in the eighth inning and hoping that you still have a lead or 
it's a tie game. No, this is the most important time of the game. We can't punt this game. We need these outs. So go to someone like a, a Kyle Crick or Nick Birdie right there. As for people who could potentially be openers, ideally you wouldn't use one of your back-end guys for that. So that would lead something – that would be something like maybe Chris Stratton, who does have experience pitching in that first mm-hmm. inning. Yeah, grit your teeth for me saying Michael Feliz. Because I knew that was going to come up. Start, it, it went about as poorly as it could have possibly gone last year, but yeah, that was one game and he wasn't one, two properly hours prepared. Notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, they never told him before that start. That's what boggles my mind to this yeah. day, that they felt confident. Like, yeah, we can make him the opener, but don't tell Michael he's going to mm-hmm. freak out if you tell him. So... There, there are going to be some experimenting, I think, as the season progresses and people like Keone Kella and Blake Cedarland come into the mix. That could also impact who goes in what, what role. You mentioned some names that I want to cover in our bullpen discussion, but I have one last thing I want to know about the starting rotation is, like I said, we've heard these names before, a lot of the guys that are going to be starting games early on, but it's fair to assume that – other guys are going to have to step up and make starts throughout this sprint of a season. Who are some guys maybe in Indianapolis that we can expect to see making a couple spot starts here and there? I think Brubaker is the one. Um, Altoona, not of, Indianapolis, by the way. Uh, yes, bad. Altoona. Yeah. Old habits die hard. Yeah. Uh, Brubaker, I think, is the most likely candidate. He has, he's still in PNC Park camp, so there's still a chance that maybe he makes the team and, you know, is a long inning guy but I think it really would benefit the Pirates to have, you know, a guy on the 40-man roster stretched out in Altoona, and he would be probably that guy for that. There's also James Marble, who, you know, was shaky a couple of his September starts. It maybe doesn't exactly have the best pedigree, you know, for a starting pitcher, but he was the pitcher of the year in the organization last year. That's got to account for something. If they need someone to come in, eat innings, that could be him, and who knows, like what's going to happen with the rotation, you know, this year yeah. where, you know, even a couple minor injuries, if, if those stack, that could be catastrophic. So we'll move to the bullpen now. Um, you look at the names, not very different than last year's, not at all. And no. the, the best pitcher in the bullpen is not with the team right now. He's, he's on the IL. So Keone Kella not being around, probably not going to be there for opening day. Even if he is, he's not going to be ready, being that he hasn't been with the club yet. And then Cedarland, also a guy that people were excited about throughout spring training, hasn't been with the club yet. Alex, what, what's this bullpen going to do to start the season? Because it's not an easy schedule in the first couple of games, first couple no, of series. It isn't going to be an easy schedule. And you know, they're going to really have to rely on, I think, starting pitching first, you know, someone who can go, you know, those six strong innings, six or seven innings, you know, and hand it off to the back end. Because, like you said, without Kella, without Cedarland to start the season, they have the expanded roster, but a lot of those roles are going to go for, like, guys like Clay Holmes and Davidas Navaraskas, who, you know, people said, you know, they look good in camp, but they don't have the good track record. And if you're relying on them in the sixth inning to hold on to a lead that might not that they haven't really shown that they could do that in the major leagues yet they might be able to in 2020 with the new coaching staff especially the work that you know Oscar Marin has done with them but it's 
there is a lot riding, I think, in that starting pitching those first couple games, especially since these first two weeks are really going to decide the Pirates' season because yeah. it is a very tough schedule. It is a lot on the road. If they could get out of these first two weeks with, you know, six or seven wins out of the 13 games that they play, it, it's going to be an interesting rest of the season because that's whenever they could potentially get Kella and Polanco back as well. Are the Somewhere around that range. Are the three bullpen arms we saw Saturday night probably going to be – well, no, you would assume that Richard Rodriguez would be ahead of Navaraskis. But aside from that, yeah. Birdie and, and Crick are probably going to be the top two arms used for the time being. Yeah, and, it, and then Rich Rod as you know, in the mix for top three. And Michael mm -hmm. Feliz would probably be that fourth guy, you know, that fringe, maybe late inning, maybe, you know, middle relief, that type of role. What, we haven't seen a whole lot of – Feliz in camp, but uh, he's developed a new slider that a lot of people are raving about. So a that lot might of people? be something to keep it. A lot of people, multiple people, okay. multiple people that we talked. Define to. a lot. I was <laughs> gonna say define a lot. <laughs> like like at least two. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex, I guess the last question for the bullpen would be: Tell me about somebody that, if you're not covering the team, if you're not reading about every single guy every single day who's someone that we wouldn't know about that maybe could come in and contribute maybe someone added a non-roster invite somebody along those lines this might be a real big stretch but nick turley has fantastic spin and velocity uh peripherals you think Man, if he could somehow harness that, if anyone could harness that, it, it does sound like something that Marine could do. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that he's going to be anything special, but he's a left-handed reliever. You know, if, if he could use that spin and movement to his advantage, maybe the Pirates do have, you know, an extra middle reliever in the mix here. And, and that's the thing with relief pitchers. I mean, we can, we can act all doom and gloom. But you really don't know what you have until the season gets going. I remember in 2018, mm -hmm. Rich Rod came out of nowhere and was just striking everyone out. And he was a reliable arm. Kyle Crick got hot, and he didn't really slow down. I remember going into that year, like, George Contos was, like, the main guy everyone was excited about. And he wasn't oh, even man. around a couple no. months into the year. So it, it, the bullpen's a crapshoot. You never know what you're going to get. How many, how many Especially... pitchers are kept on a 30-man roster? I don't think 14 or 15. It, that's probably what it's going to be about for the Pirates. I don't have the roster in front of me, but I imagine it's going to be about 15. And going back to the, you know, whole idea that it's a crapshoot, you know, a, a relief pitcher gives up a three-run homer. Like his ERA is going to be almost a run higher the entire yeah. year. I know I talked about that last night a little bit with the starting mm -hmm. pitchers. It's going to be wild to see stuff like that. It sure is. All right, so let's take a pause and we'll uh, – Hear from our sponsors, and then we'll get to the second half of the show. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All 
All right, so for the second half of the show, a topic that I really wanted to ask you about. You were kind of the first person to report on this, and not only were you the first to report on it, Alex, you've been banging this drum well before this guy was even sniffing the major leagues, and that's Cole Tucker getting reps in the outfield. I remember in the podcast we did before he became a big-time superstar, you know, <laughs> writing for DK Pittsburgh Sports, when we were just, you know, hosting it in my basement or something, you were saying there's going to be a log jam of middle infielders for this team, good players, good prospects. Some of them are going to have to move to the outfield. And you suggested Cole Tucker. That was in the 2018 season, I believe. And now, as we're about to start the short, abbreviated, whatever you want to call it, 2020 season, Cole Tucker is getting reps. And it's been a topic of discussion about him getting playing time in the outfield. Pirates manager, uh, Derek Shelton talked about it, actually, after their scrimmage on Saturday. Tucker did not play outfield, but he was asked about it by multiple media members, including one of the lovely voices on this here show, Alex Stump. Let's take a listen as to what he had to say on that. I think there's a chance that we could see him bounce around. He's extremely athletic, which makes him versatile. And if there's a chance that we can get him on the field in different uh, spots, then I think we'll probably try to do that. Do you envision that being mostly right field or potentially left or center? No, I think it, it could possibly be all three, Alex. We haven't we haven't really identified it. I mean, he's been out there two days working with Tarek. And, and you know, like I just said, he, he's a really good athlete, and he's taken to it. He's excited about being out there. You know, he played second base today because O'Neill was here. So I think he has the ability to play all three with, with not much issue. So you hear him talking about it, Alex. He's saying – all three spots. Normally when you're moving an infielder to the outfield, you see him in, you know, if he's a corner infield guy, you're seeing him in right. If he's a middle infield guy, you're seeing him in left if he's more athletic. But he's saying all three spots, and I just saw you tweet out this weekend, he was getting reps in center field today. Yeah, it's, it's different. I think the three spots kind of threw me off guard because if he is going to – learn in the outfield, which is kind of a, a desperate time, desperate measures sort of situation right now because the Pirates only have four outfielders in Major League Camp right now. And one of them is Socrates Brito, who missed the first half of the camp because he, he was quarantined with COVID. So the fact that it's all three, I think, is intriguing because, like you said, I mean, as a shortstop, maybe you want to just have him on you play left field because he knows how – you know, that angle of fly balls or at least pop-ups, how, you know, batted balls, you know, slice in that direction. Or maybe you, it's just right field, you know, work on that arm because he does have a really strong arm. Maybe you try to take advantage of that there. It's the all three that's really interesting in the mix. Uh, I think he can do it. I mean, it's going to be tough to pull off this close to the start of the regular season because he's basically going to have like a week or so and he'll, he'll continue to practice, you know, once games start. But who knows when he will, if it will happen, I guess, first of all. But if it does, when the first time they will feel comfortable enough to put him out there. I mean, the Pirates have, the Pirates made John Jay so an outfielder. It's not that outrageous. He, Cole Tucker can go out there. He's athletic enough. He's got a strong enough arm that he could probably be a pretty good outfielder if he had, like, a full offseason to work on it. Yeah, I mean, and people it, forget – Oh, go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. I was just going to cap the thought with he doesn't have that full offseason. This is going to be learning on the fly, a lot of improvising. Yeah, I mean, people forget 
or some people might not understand this, that a lot of guys who end up being very good major league outfielders, they weren't drafted as outfielders. I'm, I'm pretty sure McCutcheon was drafted as a shortstop. Is that correct? I thought it was outfielder. Oh, no. Okay. Then it might have been somebody else. But there's, there's a lot of guys. Maybe Daniel McCutcheon was a shortstop. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot of guys who are infielders. Yeah, Daniel McCutcheon. That was good. I just caught on to that. Who are infielders <laughs> in high school, infielders in college even. And you draft them because of their athletic ability. And they have the arm. They have the range. They have the speed. And they have a good bat you want to get in the lineup. And to speed up their production and their path to the big leagues, you move them to the outfield. And they end up being pretty good outfielders. I mean, Bryce Harper was drafted as a catcher. I know that's not the best example you want to have as far as outfield defense. But that's just a way to get guys into the lineup and diversify and do things a little differently. And when one of your three starting outfielders is out with COVID-19, you have to get creative. And I don't know if they're going to throw I – don't, I don't think we see Cole Tucker playing outfield in the major leagues in August. But I don't think it's crazy to assume that if they're out of the race come September, we're going to see Cole play some center field because yeah. – you look at the pipeline of prospects, what outfielders do the Pirates have waiting for them? Olivia? Olivia Swaggerty. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm higher on Olivia, actually. I mean, he's, he's closer. Yeah. But Swaggerty's yeah. not ready for the MLB anytime soon. So, no, no. Neither one is ready to make that jump. I mean, yeah. maybe Olivia gets a call up, you know, late in September but because a couple other outfielders are out of the mix. So is this a move to maybe find a center future or center fielder for the future? Because I mean, let's be real, Dyson's not going to be here for long. No, he's he's here for a year. I yeah. mean, every everyone knows it. Uh, the parts don't want Tucker place shortstop, and him playing in the outfield, they're doing it mostly. They're taking the leap because they don't feel like it's going to impact his development as a shortstop. That is still the goal. Parts are also parts this year are in a very weird spot that if they could, you, you know, <laughs> because of the 60 game season and that they have to, you know, they, they can't punt the season because there are still some talented people here. They have new coaching. This was a winning ball club in 2018. You also can't coaching. punt because it's 60 games. Yes. There you are have a whole to lot try. Of like, but in the same thing, you can't go all in on this season, which is why, I think we're going to see a lot of Adam Frazier at second base because this offseason he's going to be a very attractive trade piece. And a lot of his value comes from that gold glove nominated defense at second base. If the parts are really competing in the case of, you know, they need to win, I think Adam Frazier, you know, goes back out into the outfield a little more, you know, instead of Cole Tucker because he has more experience doing it. But if they are losing, it becomes a year-long showcase of what Adam Frazier can do at second base for a full year again. You know, That's really prove what kind he can of do. Leading me, it, I was going to say, it's kind of leading me in my next question for you. Why Cole Tucker into the outfield? And you kind of hinted at it with Frazier, but is his bat worth it? Or is this just a temporary thing? Why not try Newman? Why not Eric Gonzalez? Why, why Cole Tucker? Uh, Newman is kind of a shortstop, I think, for the time being. He, mm -hmm. He'd probably be better off defensively at second base, but, you know, he was here first. He was one of the best rookie players last year. He established himself. It's going to take a lot to take that shortstop position away from him. That's his spot. Uh, Frazier, for the reasons I discussed, 
Pirates just don't have a whole lot of outfield depth at the moment. And that's why Tucker, a guy who, you know, needs to get at bats somehow this year. They can't have this be a punted year of his development. This is a huge year for his development. He needs to get at least semi-regular time. Outfield might provide some of that. And if it's the difference between putting Socrates Brito or Cole Tucker in the outfield for the day, it really should not be a debate. It should be Cole Tucker out of the two because Cole Tucker is potentially part of the future. And to build upon what you're saying, when you look through the entire roster, the 40-man roster, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better athlete on the Pirates 40-man roster than Cole Tucker. Just, you know, with size, speed, arm, everything. I, I can't think of, you know, maybe two or three guys who are maybe more athletic than him. I don't even know. Would you say he's probably the best athlete they have, right? He's high Him up there. Dyson? He, Dyson's older, though. I, I was actually thinking Musgrove out of, you know, just pure oh, athlete. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I, I do feel like if Cole Tucker, if, they, if the part's still committed and he committed, he could be a beast in left field defensively with that notch, with that arm, with the ground that he could potentially cover. That's... And especially so, yeah. in, in PNC Park's left field too, where yeah. you, you can't yeah, have Park's a candy arm. You have you have to cover the notch. You you know you have to have some range, and he he has all that. He checks all those boxes, and and I think that the question I asked earlier is is bat good enough? You also just kind of answered that where not right now it's not, but the point of this season for Cole Tucker, yeah, we're the Pirates are trying to teach him a new position right now, but his fielding's fine. It's development at the plate is what you're looking for out of this 23-year-old prospect that is pretty highly regarded. And getting him at bats is important regardless of any where he's playing in the field. Preferably, you'd like to save the DH position for someone who's going to provide a little bit more power. But we've seen the swing. He can hit for a little bit of power. He has some pop in his bat. And if you can develop him to be a decent hitter, he's going to be fine in the field anywhere you, you, you throw him. So that'd be a good club to have in your bag, I guess, if we're making golf analogies. We're doing all the analogies now. Yeah. Or it's a Daniel sports Ketchen. show. Yeah. Cool. There you go. We need On to DK make bingo sports radio. Yes, absolutely. Well, Alex, I think that's, uh, that's going to be it for today on my, the show. Uh, like we said, airing Monday. So, we will have more scrimmage action to talk about. Pirates and Indians taking on one another at 7 o'clock at Progressive Field in Northeast Ohio in Cleveland. Alex and I will both be there to cover it. You can check out our coverage on our Twitter accounts at Alex J. Stump, at Noah underscore Hiles 95. You can also read about Alex's coverage on DKPittsburghSports.com. Alex, any final words? Show to be named later. I kind of like the name. I'll be honest. Show to be named later. If you have any show <laughs> names, let us know. Comment on the website. Let us know on social media. Or if you just see us in the street, just yell our name. Say, hey, I like this name. Until then, we'll see you next time. From six feet away, yell it.